this is RFC Extra. Typically, RFC Extra is uh, extra content recorded post-show. I guess, actually, this one is, too. But what we're doing right now, we're actually specifically recording for RFC Extra. Um, and this is kind of a weird one uh, because we don't, normally don't, like, tee off of another podcast. But um, we're going to do it this week. So... Uh, Duran, the host of uh, TFYLP, asked me last week if I wanted to be on. Uh, the uh, topic of the podcast was, what happens to my collection when I die? And yeah, it was not a, a fun yeah, it's, a, it's an important topic. And, and like uh, when and you know, um, I told him I would probably want to slit my wrist, and that we actually attempted to do this, and I had to edit it out of RFC. But guess what? Now we actually have all these separate shows where we can compartmentalize certain things. So while I wouldn't necessarily want this uh, topic in RFC proper, uh, we can do a special one-off <clears throat> about it. And uh, I listened to it, and there's some points that came up that I actually kind of don't necessarily agree with, and a couple of perspectives that I don't know that necessarily came across, um, and maybe some uh, points of view that, you know, experience that we might have that uh, probably should come out. So this might be a downer, so if you are on depressants or antidepressants, is anybody on depressants? Like, man, I feel so great, I need to take some depressants. Actually, no, I guess technically alcoholics are on depressants. Yeah, those are downers, so actually a good point, or BotCon registration. Anyway, yeah, this is going to be a downer because we have bad news for you. You're going to die. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to die. So, uh, And if you're a collector, and if you don't get rid of your stuff, eventually somebody else will have to do that. And I, I don't want to sound... Um, I don't want to sound like really sad and depressing, but three immediate family members of mine, you know, over the years, um, actually in really close, close sequence to each other, uh, passed away. And I unfortunately was in the position of disposing of their stuff. You know, these were the things these people amassed for their entire lives and things that were very precious to them. For the most part, I didn't know what it was. Most of it went to Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, can I say this? And it it, it kind of popped into my head. What's the difference between me buying Transformers or me being addicted to gambling where I'm wasting a lot of money gambling? Only that you don't have any physical product to hold in your hand. We We have this physical product. So when I'm done, if people want to throw it out or give it to Goodwill or donate to, the, to kids, whatever they want to do with it. I, I mean, I'm fine with that. Well, you so, know, I, I'm not trying to make money off this. I'm not well, okay, doing so this. What's the difference? So, the first problem here is that you're likening your collecting to an addiction, yeah. which if you really think that's the case, you probably need to work on like behavior modification. I'm not kidding. Like if you, if you're yeah. really looking at it that way, you need to like step back and reconsider what no, you're doing. I'm just why. saying, what, I'm just saying what, what's what, the difference of what's someone the, who goes and gambles every what's once the in difference? a while, maybe not addicted, what's, but what's the difference after you're dead? The gambling addiction is probably going to be less of a burden. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, no. Like you could leave debts behind that your family would have to uh, resolve. Yeah. So, like there, there yeah. could be a burden on your loved ones after you die from that too. But you know, it's not like a huge material thing to be uh, shoved off into a dumpster. 
it's not a burden to the family if all they have to do is box it up and give it to Goodwill. If that's what they do. Yeah. But if you leave them with a false assumption that you're leaving them a gold mine, uh, which some people I think are. So what, what really struck me? So, of course, uh, the obviously our friend co-host J.D. Church died and Don, mostly Don and I have had his collection and we've been selling through it. So we have experience and we will get into that, but I, I don't want to talk about that quite yet. So let's, no. let's just long-term say you live a long, healthy, normal life. Um, and you die at 85, 90 years old. Um, so I know that's a long way out, <clears throat> but you would think that your collection would appreciate over time. Well, when there's nobody left who really cares about this stuff, I mean, what's it going to be worth? And when the market is inundated with all of this stock from people who are dying, for example, like 20 years from now, I expect 12-inch G.I. Joe figures to be all over the place, Goodwill, eBay, all of those places. When, when supply increases, demand increases, and that stuff's not going to be worth anything. And Transformers really aren't going to be much different I, from my perspective. I don't see it. It's not a long-term investment. If you want to leave your family, if you want to, if you want to leave your family money from your collection, uh, sell it now. Don't wait until you're dead, because it's going to be worth way more now than it's going to be worth in forty years. Yeah, yeah. You know, my, my opinion, having looked at like vintage toy toys from like way back before anything, the boxed examples of like historically significant toys are going to be worth something maybe and everything else is going to go by the wayside. My Unicron Trilogy toys aren't going to be worth crap in 40 years. Not a thing. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it depends on, you know, your, you mentioned this in pre-show, Brian, about if you, if you want, I think you believe it was you, that if you want to leave your family money, like you just said, sell your collection before it gets to the point where you can't sell it. Yeah. And so, and so Diecast said, "What kind of burden is it going to be? Like you know, boxing the stuff up, giving it to Goodwill." And I don't think about my collection being that big, but guess what? It is. And going through this crap, not I'm not even talking about parting it out and looking for like I don't like I know what this stuff is, and I don't have the patience to do that. But just like JD didn't have a big collection, and Don that was more than a pickup load. 21 boxes, and I have about seven. After selling and you getting part of it, it's about eight full boxes, and a lot of it is AEC. And it's it, yeah, uh, and especially again, if you if you're telling your family that you know, hey, this is going to be worth something when I die, you put it on eBay. You know, I've got all this stuff boxed up, and I've got it labeled. You know, this is this, this is this, this is this. Okay. So I, I put that on eBay. I uh, get seven dollars for it. Shipping is nine dollars. I act, once you get once you get charged eBay fees, you make three bucks on it. Thanks, Dad. Um, I don't know. I, I just I see this being a much less complicated subject than like maybe the original uh, TF Source article, which I thought was a great article. I, I thought it was a really well done article, but I, I think this might actually be a simpler topic than. Mm-hmm. Might originally have been uh, conceived. Uh, so yeah, so but yeah, JD's stuff. So uh, JD died last year, and um, we have his collection, 
And for the most part, the valuable stuff sold pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I've still got some stuff. Uh, I've just been so wrapped up in a lot of stuff that I've got going on right now, and again, conventions and all that. I'm, I haven't, I haven't gave it as much time as I should have the last uh, two or three months. And I need to change that. But uh, yeah, it's just if you if you've ever sat down and tried to use say TF Info to match a missile to a character, <laughs> and yeah. then. And then do that for seven full boxes, and, and each of those things oh, might be worth two or three dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just you know, but that extra missile could be the difference between two dollars and twelve dollars. Exactly, because no one, no people want to pay to have all the missiles. So you know, it's just you don't think it's going to be a major thing, but. It's all the little things it's that go all, with yeah, it. Yeah, matching yeah. the guns, matching the missiles. Is it this missile? Is it that missile? You know, you have and with three- JD's collection, the only reason that some of the stuff sold right away is because it was still relevant. If it would be forty years down the line, yeah, or even five stuff. years from now, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I've still got I've still got all of JD's Forza figure arts, and as as nice as those figure arts are. They're not, there's no market for them. Yeah, yeah. There's not. It's from. A, it's from a. Ver, it's from a popular series. It's from a popular series where there is a lot of those figures and a lot of people bought them, so there's no demand. Exactly. And it's from an annualized popular series, which means attention moves on. So, uh, yeah, exactly right. So it's like uh, if you've ever watched Pawn Stars or something, where somebody takes an item or a collection to them, and they say, "This is priceless." You know, uh, how much would you give me for it? Thirty bucks, but that's an offense. Well, now you know if even if they sell it for two hundred bucks, it has to set an inventory forever mm-hmm. uh, until the the person finds it. Um, if I mean, like honestly, if if that stuff was in high demand, the people who are out there trying to 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 sell it to re to re uh, to buy it to resell it would be more excited about it. Like uh, like we've seen before, uh, like Transformers collection show up on TV like that, and people always that collection's worth seventy five thousand dollars. Why did they only offer him a th- thousand uh, bucks for it? Yeah, because like the selling price for it would be close to that, but there's all the labor involved in actually getting it to that point. Yeah. So well, it's. I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. I was going to say my my personal goal is to have to consolidate down to maybe one or two hundred items. Which seems like a lot, but it's not. Uh, one or two hundred items. That's like this is my collection. This isn't just a big pile of crap. This is mm-hmm. Brian Kilby's collection stuff that means a lot to me. And get rid of the rest. Like dystopia. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not going to do it. No, I've decided against it. Yeah, for that yeah well, we'll work on that. But that's yeah. for another. That's a topic I mean, for another time. But Brian, to Brian's, you know, point. Yeah. 100 200 figures really isn't a lot when you can figure when you figure out that you know a combiner is five or six figures. Oh, no, that's it's only one. You, that's even how you uh, count that stuff. <laughs> that's 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 a topic unto it. Oh, uh, d- just for a moment of levity, do you remember the flame wars on ATT, Brian? On how do you count your combiners? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> that was. Sorry, it was it was just a moment. moment. And like our target masters and headmasters. That, that was separate. that was just that was a senior moment. Yeah, uh, I was, yeah I'm there too. <laughs> uh, I know. I was talking about you too. 
but like I mean, I really see this being a, a short, like a, a short conversation, but because I really don't think that there's any complexity to it. Now, there's going to be stuff that's worth something. Like if you have a mint and sealed box G1 Optimus Prime, which you know is a nice piece, it's not the rarest piece, but in forty or fifty years, that will probably be worth more than a mint and sealed box Grand Max. No, I mean you know it's, it's sort of like. It's sort of like what I said on you know on in another on another show like ball cards, you know my mom, mom and my mom and dad were they got into ball cards there as part of their collecting with doing antiques and stuff like that, but with ball cards it's either the old rare vintage stuff or the brand new stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got from 1989 to 1999, ain't none of it worth nothing. So I mean, you know, you're going to have to deal with that in addition to all the really good stuff you got. So what kicked this off? A friend of mine on his Facebook page um, posted this amazing collection that he's finally accumulated. Very specific, very rare stuff that uh, I've never even seen in person. And I was showing it to a friend who's not a collector, and he's like, "Wow, that's amazing! How much would that resell for?" And I'm like, "I." I don't know that anybody would buy it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, he's like the one guy that wanted all this stuff, and now that he has it, like, I don't know that anybody would buy the complete set unless they were intending to resell it, because most people who collect seriously probably have two thirds of it, and they're not going to buy the whole collection unless they're going to resell it. Like, uh, the, other, the other side of that too is like, yeah, there may be a specific set of things that have a certain meaning for you personally. But there is no like intrinsic value to it outside of that. Yeah, uh, you know, I think we've probably all been through that at one point or another with something, be it Transformers or not. Where you know we've got this determination in us, we're going to get all of this thing because it means to us what it means. Mm-hmm. Whether or not anybody else agrees with that before or after the fact is kind of immaterial to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's that's where you know. Somebody you you show that off proudly, and then somebody says, "Wow, what's it worth?" Well, it's not really worth anything except to me, and that's yeah. that's a hard realization you kind of have to make at some point. Yep, and yeah, you know, and you know what the thing is, if you still want to collect and you still want to amass the stuff, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, don't buy the stuff as an investment because it's right. not a good investment. And if there are pieces you have that you know the few that might actually be a good investment, you might want to have notes about that somewhere that your loved ones will have access to, that they will have some yeah. kind of information about. Well, and, now, you know, for, for, for like the really high end stuff, uh, you know, us all being grown ups, you might even want to think about having some of it insured just in case, but yeah. that's, you know, another story. If you can. And uh, yeah. that came up in the top uh, conversation on TFYLP, which I think is episode, and I'll link to it in the show notes, 153, uh, because uh, Megamus on the show, uh, he was able to get his collection insured, which is awesome. I mean, I I should do that, honestly. But it wasn't a simple simple process. And And also, one thing, Brian, is what he had done, he brought this up, was on those pieces that, to make sure that his loved ones had the information they needed, he put the base information on the character, the line, the series, and so forth in on on a uh, index card with a figure. That way, mm-hmm. if something happens, they have they, they know what they've got in their hand, so they can do the research that they need to. One thing I asked him about this was just me asking him. 
if he put down on the index card what he paid for it, just <laughs> so that way they know. And and he didn't do that, and his reason. So they know how much money they're losing yep. when they sell it later. Or good or, idea. No, or or at very least they know. Okay, we know he paid this. You know, let's at least try to get. You know, just as something to shoot. He, he's 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 a young guy, and if he lives a long life, forty years from now, what that if he's if he paid five hundred dollars for it now, five hundred bucks is going to be like one hundred and seventy five dollars. Right. So. Right. You know, again, that's very similar to what he – when I asked him, did he do that, he gave me a very similar answer. I just thought I would bring that up as, you know, if you want to give us some idea of what to at least ask for, you know, at least what you paid for it is at least something to start with. But my goal personally is not to – not you know, assuming I live at least another few years, my goal is to not subject my family or my wife, my family oh. – to, to this stuff, I I really want to get rid of it. No, oh, I, don't, I, I don't want to get rid of all of it, but I want to have a nice, manageable collection. And honestly, a nice, manageable collection is something I can be way prouder of than all the bins of garbage that I have around the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because a bin, I, I, something I haven't looked at in 10 years in a bin somewhere is not worth crap to me. But if I can say, look at this, I own this, and I can say, and this, this is my collection, I would feel much better about it. Well, the other the other day, Brian, when I was when I was going through trying to find Grind Rod and Aurora because I had misplaced them over the last year, and I finally found them. I found a Marvel Legends Hulkbuster from the Toy Biz years. I forgot I had it. I don't even remember buying it, and it was in and it was in a bin in a tub in my closet. That's a sign that you need to be getting rid of some stuff. Or at least keep better records. Like I don't have, I don't even know what I own half the time. Like I was going through, I was going through a box. Like video games. <laughs> That's true too. Well, the other is that. Um, I've got too much stuff in general. But I was think I had a list of toys I always wanted to get. Like I, I like one of them. I don't know why. It's not a rare toy, but for some reason I wanted it. Was a New Year's convoy. From like fifteen years ago, from like two thousand, whenever it came out, it's a it's a neat set. I mean, I can understand, but like it's a good toy. I think it's a good toy. I had it on, I had it yeah. on my list because I never owned this. Guess what? I was going through photos of my collection from twelve years ago. I had it. It was just sitting in a pile of stuff, and then at some point I eBayed it. I didn't even remember I had the thing. It wasn't worth it wasn't worth jack to me. And what good is that? It's just I don't know. I feel like. Red Fox on the set of Sanford and Son. You know, like, he's the king of his junk pile. That's, uh, I don't want to be the king of my junk pile. That's depressing. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's just, you know, it, it, uh, when we were talking about this over TFYLP, one thing I mentioned is that being an only child, uh, not having any brothers or sisters, uh, my aunt has some cousins, but they're married with kids of their own. So, I don't want this massive I don't want Don's emporium of toys to be in their laps if I, whenever I kick the bucket Don, you know? you're my friend you're, you're like family if you know your aunt's not going out with you what's going to happen is like I don't know social services or somebody if you don't have anybody if you're not married or something by that point you don't want that to happen yeah well see I want everything to be gone except for again like a core group of figures not power core combiners, just a core group of figures. Well, they should be in there too, but that's you know another show. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's just 
it's a depressing topic, and no one wants to talk about it. But you gotta you gotta get ready for it. It never, like I said, it never occurred to me really until JD died, and then it was like, holy crap, this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it was my parents. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's. I mean, I lost my parents when I was like younger than you. I was like twenty when when my both my folks died. So it's yeah. like it's not it's not it didn't really register as much then. It didn't really re- resonate. Uh, because I was still, I was, re- you know, I was relatively young, uh, but as I've gotten older, it's like, well, crap, this is going to happen someday. And 15 years ago does not seem like that long ago. And if I live average lifespan, 40 years more, that's not going to be that's going to be here before you know it. Um, and honestly, I mean, I don't know. It's, I just, uh, I don't want to. I, I feel like I feel like I don't own it. I feel like it owns me in a lot of ways. Well, that would be getting back to Chris saying it's partly an addiction. Yeah. Well, what I was saying is if you actually actively perceive it as an addiction and you keep indulging it, you need to work on that. Yeah. Yep. It's like uh, going back to the most recent episode of Radio Free Cybertron. Don was saying that uh, Botcon's become such a big part of his life. And, yes, know, he's addicted to it. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not, and that's not that's not a condemnation of Don. It's just we're collectors. We're compulsive. We we collect things. It's part of our personality type, and we collect experiences in a lot of ways. At least experiences that you know we can try to relive and repeat and compare to each other. So Don will compare Botcon 2015 to Botcon 2002 or 1997. You know, it's I don't know. It's we we try to tackle this topic on. On um, RFC, and it was just so damn depressing that I removed. <laughs> I, I completely edited it out of the show, and this is certainly much more freeform than uh, TFYLP's attempt at this. Uh, but I really just wanted to get some points across that I, I don't know that were adequately covered. And again, that's just a different point of view. We we and we sort of uh, we're sort of curmudgeonly uh, or curmudgeons in a lot of ways. But I think also we we bring a different perspective than a lot of other people do, and uh, honestly, I think it's in, in this case it's probably a more grounded um, perspective. The stuff's either going to goodwill, somebody's going to spend way too much time and effort on trying to sell it and get very little out of it in return, or um, maybe somebody will you know find your body in it after you've been dead for six months. I'm buried in it. Yeah. I won't have to worry. Massey will eat me by then. Maybe. That's At least true. the good parts. But you won't eat the toys, so. Yeah. No, no, he'll just pee on those. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll make the choice of whether to throw them away easier. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> Okay, um, I now that I've depressed myself, I am uh, going to go to tfradio.net slash Amazon and buy something. Uh, have a good one, guys. We'll see you later. Go back!